0: Welcome everyone to the Sister Stories Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to marvel at both sovereignty over each of our lives as women and to encourage one another by sharing our stories. My name is Sophie and today I'm joined by Rosie. Hey, hi. Hi. welcome. Um, First of all, can you start by telling us who you are?
1: Yeah, so I'm Rosie. I'm married to Chris. We've got two little kids, um, a four-year-old girl, a one-year-old boy. So that's lots of fun. Um, I work in fashion e-commerce. Uh, I work currently with a friend who's launched her own clothing label, and um, Flexi Hours. So that's yeah, that's great, great nice. fun.
0: Great. Um, so let's start with uh, your family background and your upbringing. Um, upbringing. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yep, yeah, sure. So yeah, I um, grew up in a Christian home. I had a really happy. Um, childhood so I was really fortunate. My mum um, is English and she comes from a family of some really inspiring individuals of faith actually and her parents were uh, missionaries in Nigeria, her grandparents were missionaries in India and so God's really blessed um, that family throughout the generations and my dad's from Egypt and he comes from a Coptic Christian background um, and that has brought a real richness of understanding from a young age about the differences of faith from different cultures and backgrounds. And so that's a real privilege to have that. And I've got two older brothers who, um, both as, as long as I can remember, have been um, Christians and they're living out um, really solid Christian lives now. Oh, great.
0: Yeah. Um, how, how did that play out, these differences of faith? What was your understanding of that as a child?
1: What did you see of that? I think I was just struck with the unity. Um, I think it was really powerful to see um, my parents together um, from totally different cultures and backgrounds. And I think before they got married, people had questioned whether it would work, but just seeing how God unifies people across different cultures and they've just got a wonderful marriage and they're a wonderful example to me growing up, of how you know you can be different in your personality and your culture, but um, yeah, God unifies you, so that was a really positive thing, yeah. And
0: um, what was your experience of church growing up? Um, did you go to church
1: regularly, or what was your understanding? Of- yeah, we went to really lively big mm-hmm. family church, um, down in Torquay where I grew up, and it was brilliant, and um, yeah, we loved going. Um, I went to, to Sunday school, like the little class for kids each week, um, and I always it always made sense to me that there was a God. I don't I don't think I ever doubted it. Just you know, looking at the smallest thing, like a leaf on a tree, and seeing the complexities of it, mm. it just always made sense that there was a designer and a creator behind it. And, um, and then hearing stories about Jesus and hearing how wonderful and incredible he was mm. in his life, how he loved people, and, um, and how he, um, yeah, lived out this, this life which impacted so many. Mm. It, you know, I was drawn to him and drawn to listening to his stories, um, as a little yeah. kid. So yeah, all positive. Yeah.
0: Wow. Um, so what about your personal faith then? how, How did these things actually become personal to you, really?
1: Yeah, so I I always um, understood it um, and believed it. And I think I I was still at primary school when I went Mm. to a a holiday club at church during Mm -hmm. one of the half terms, I think. And the guy at the front at the end of the week um, said... You need to make a decision. This isn't about your family. It's not about your friends. It's not what they think or what they believe. Actually, it's you. You need to make a decision. I never thought of that before. I just mm. sort of assumed that, you know, I was part of a Christian family, but I thought, oh gosh, I've got to make a decision. Um, and I thought, well, yeah, of course I want Jesus in my life. Jesus is amazing. And <laughs> um, so I told my mum when I got home and she gave me a little booklet that just described it really simply for a kid. Mm. And I remember reading through that and just, um, you know, reading that there's a barrier between us and a holy God, and that barrier mm. is sin. It's all the little things and big things yes. that we've done that are not right with God, and we need to say sorry and trust that Jesus has taken away that barrier by mm. taking the punishment on himself. And so we get to be friends with God. And as a kid, mm. you know, like, wow, we get to be friends with God. That's amazing. And so, yeah, and I asked, I prayed and asked Jesus to be in my heart. And I think being a kid I expected something magical to happen mm. <laughs> so I thought you know some glitter would fall from the ceiling or some stars would appear but yeah nothing happened um but I knew I'd done the right thing and mm. yeah I really believe God had a hand on me mm. and even though I was young and mm. um, it was a genuine prayer
0: mm. yeah right so how how did that faith develop later on in your life then did that um yeah did that carry on do you feel or did you go away for a little bit how did that develop
1: yeah I think you know although it was a genuine prayer I didn't properly understand um Mm. a lot of it um and I my teenage years were full of angst for Mm. sure I suddenly felt really big feelings and big emotions and Mm. full of you know you get swamped with hormones it can be quite a tricky time Mm. and I definitely felt A lot of stuff that I didn't know how to deal with. Mm. So that made me become quite um, uh, inward focused and focused on myself. Mm. And I became very selfish and very self-absorbed. And I was just trying to figure out who I was and what all these feelings were. So, yeah, teenage years were were kind of, I was fine at at school and with friends. But at home, my safe space, I was taken out on my parents for sure. Mm. They took the brunt of it. Um, And I just, I was, yeah, I didn't know how to navigate it. So I just Mm. really ended up focusing on myself rather than on God or my faith. And that just grew and grew until Mm. I left the university. And suddenly I had freedom as well. Mm. (laughs) So the combination um, really just led me to a really hedonistic lifestyle. And I just threw myself into a lifestyle which gave me the most pleasure and me the most you know kind of feel good yeah. um experience um you know I was out clubbing and partying and having a whale of a time but there was an emptiness underneath it it was very mm. superficial and it was all about me 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 for yeah. sure every choice I made it was about what can I get out of it what can make me feel good um mm. and not thinking about what God would think about it yeah. at all
0: did you still feel drawn to coming to church though at that time or how was that for you
1: I know it's funny isn't it I think I just definitely had within me Mm -hmm. um and you know I had asked Jesus into my life and I do believe he had his hand on me and I felt I needed to be part of church Mm -hmm. so I did connect with the church um and I went but I was I was very much on the outskirts Mm. and I went to um, enjoy the social side and meet other students but Mm. I did not want to talk to anyone who would challenge me on how I was living my life Mm. I would avoid that like the plague um, because yeah I became that phrase like a Sunday Christian I'd come to church but then live throughout the week Mm. for myself and and it was it was quite a looking back there was a battle within me for Mm. sure that I was trying to you know I knew the truth but it wasn't in my heart I wasn't living it out Mm. yeah yeah
0: I wonder how your family reacted I mean obviously you were far away from them at university but um whether they were aware of that and what their reaction was to your lifestyle
1: Yeah, I think it was really hard for them, Um, especially my parents. They have always been an example of unconditional love. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I think knowing that, you know, I was kind of going through that and knowing how selfishly I was living Mm. my life, I'm sure, well, I know. (laughs) Mm. I gave them a lot of sleepless nights. Um, Mm. But they were praying for me, Mm. and what a powerful thing that is, Mm. knowing that and in retrospect so I'm eternally grateful for that and Mm. they would always be there for me Mm. but I think they knew that I had to find my way back to God and find my own path Mm. I certainly wouldn't be told (laughs) (laughs) so I had to find that out the hard way back Mm. yeah
0: yeah but I guess that's when you see um the impact of prayer and sometimes that takes years doesn't it but we don't in the moment we just think oh it's going to be instantaneous and it's going to just sort out everything but actually sometimes it does take a long yeah. time but that yeah. perseverance from them it is a great blessing isn't it yeah yeah absolutely. definitely um so how did you find your way back eventually how, how
1: yeah that so yeah it all came to the head I guess the way that I was living um I got in a relationship with a guy he and um, actually was a Christian so I thought you know oh gosh this is gonna sort out everything you know and <laughs> um, that's interesting because it's
0: often the other way around that the person who's a christian who dates a non-christian for example thinks oh that's going to make them a christian so it's interesting that you were thinking that the other, uh, sorry yeah. I, I often hear people thinking the other way around but um, no, sorry but that's just funny yeah <laughs> you think
1: yeah you yeah, get <laughs> the strange things that you have relationships but yeah, yeah I, I think i just thought you know this will give me the peace that i'm missing you know this is kind of Sell me and not feel great, but mm. I obviously wasn't in the in the right frame of mind, and mm. I was I had some awful habits I got into So I was with him. Um, but I and I, care, I really cared for him, but I because I was so wrapped up in myself and mm. so self-absorbed, and I treated him really badly, and I cheated on him throughout the year and a half I was with him. Um, and I just thought I could get away with it. This is how far my head was gone in my mm-hmm. own world. I, thought I could do whatever I want as long as it made me feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't matter what the, the, the impact I had on, on anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, but it came to an abrupt end, a year mm-hmm. and a half, into it where he just sat me down and said, Rosie, like, I love you. You're destroying me. You're me. And... Yeah, he goes off. That was the shock I needed, and it's strange that I was shocked. And people Mm. might think, "Why were you shocked?" If you were behaving in that way, but Mm. I just—that's the blindness that you get when you're not. Mm. You know, you're just refusing to think about how you're living. Mm. And so, yeah, it was a—it was a wake-up call. And Mm. actually, that was God's kindness because I looked at myself for the first time, and I thought, "Gosh." I don't recognise myself, I don't know who I've become, it's really ugly, mm. you know, the way that I've treated him and others, and kind of let, left people um, hurt in my wake, that's just, you know, I can't believe I've kind of slipped that far, and I, yeah, a ton weight of guilt fell on me, mm. Um from how I treated him and others previously. And it felt suffocating. And I went to a really dark place, actually. I felt like I couldn't breathe with the weight of it. Um, and I remember just waking up in the morning and thinking, I don't want to wake up. I you know, I had really quite dark thoughts. So I wasn't in a good place. And my parents, again, you know, they were really worried about me and, and what I was thinking and feeling. So I ended up going back home. Mm to my um to their house and I went into my bedroom um where I grew up and I just fell I literally fell on my knees and just sobbed my heart out and I felt I had this weight on my back and I just cried out to God for the first time genuinely from the depths of my soul and I said God if you love me if you still love me in this mess need to help me because I can't I just don't know how to deal with this I can't get rid of this guilt and it weighs a ton and I'm I need your help and in that moment it tangibly felt like he just reached down and picked up this weight off my back and he lifted it up and it felt like I could breathe and I just That the next moment felt completely flooded with his love Mm. for me and I I just got it in that moment and I realized what I'd been missing I'd had the head knowledge and I'd known the truth Mm. but it hadn't translated to my heart and I'd been missing the whole relationship side with him I hadn't been including him in my day-to-day um in talking to him in rely you know leaning on his strength to get me through and his guidance and his wisdom and the fact that he love me so much and I just yeah. kind of turned my back on him and wanted to be yeah. the boss of my own life you know we all have someone on the throne of our lives yeah. and for most people it's us it's yourself and we have to get ourselves off the throne and put God back on the throne yeah. in his rightful place and that's what I hadn't been doing um so I got it in that moment. It mm. made sense what I'd been missing. And it's not like everything suddenly became easy. You know, mm. I'd got into a lot of bad habits and I'd become so self-absorbed. I had to unwrap all of that. But I had God with me now, mm. personally with me, in a relationship who I could talk to, I could pray to, and his strength mm. to get me up, dust me off every time I stumbled and fell. And him to just grow me, strengthen me, and it Mm. was it was completely different because I wasn't doing it in my own strength anymore it was him as the boss of my life being (laughs) my strength and taking charge which is what I I desperately needed and that gave me freedom
0: Mm. yeah that's amazing because I feel sometimes yeah you're right that you had the head knowledge but in a sense until you experienced it for real what it actually means to be a sinner who needs forgiveness you can't understand it sometimes, and we all need to come mm-hmm. to that realization somehow, yeah. seeing our actions or that of people around us or something yeah. um yeah, and I feel like however much we might know this, and I see this in Sunday school when I teach the kids now they they just understand, but I keep on telling them you need to make that your own, you need yeah. to you know it can't just stop at you sitting here thinking you're part of a family that is Christian, mm-hmm. and you come to church, so you're right. It just can't stop there. So, uh, but I know that it probably won't happen for them until they actually experience something similar. Uh, but it's really interesting how God's mm. mercifully carried you through all of these all of these problems and troubles, in a sense. But on yeah. the other end, at the other end rather, <laughs> just got you through and and showed you how you needed His grace um through all of that yeah Yeah. I mean goodness I get God's grace
1: I Mm. really get the depths of God's grace because (laughs) of what I I yeah where I got to Mm. um and Mm. I see that as such a kindness actually um that that I understand how much Mm. he gave for us and how much he how much he loves he absolutely loves each one of us Mm. Um, and I wouldn't, I kind of feel like I wouldn't have got that unless I'd kind of had something to kind of really, mm. yeah, open up my eyes <laughs> yeah. to
0: that. Yes, that's great. So you're now married with two kids. Um, how how did you meet actually with Chris? Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, taking it further. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah,
1: so I I ended up moving to London. I just always loved London, so I just thought I'd move here. <laughs> I didn't have a job, Thought <laughs> so I'll get on here. Um, and... Yeah, I was, um, uh, I got part, I was part of a church in central London. And I was, to be honest, I was struggling to find someone I was attracted to who was Christian, um, Mm. in all honesty. And I kind of got to the point, I was like, oh, you know, God, you need to bring me someone. (laughs) And and I was like, and you know, I'm going to try and forget about it. And I'm going to get involved in church and I'm going to, you know, help start getting really stuck in and I was having to lead Christianity explored courses and things like that and I think God really honored that commitment actually because mm. then it felt like he dropped Chris out of the sky um <laughs> <laughs> on the steps of the church and he just kind of turned up out of the blue it really felt like that and mm. we we literally got together that that week um mm. with no no kind of messing around no you know it was so it felt as if mm. This is the man. God's giving. It took him a lot longer to kind of be convinced, but I felt <laughs> I called my mum. It was so funny the next week and said I've met the man I'm going to marry. She's like, "Yeah, calm down." <laughs> um, but it was, and <laughs> um, so yeah, it was a real gift. I feel, mm. and he is such a, he's such a solid, strong character, and I really God knew that I mm. needed that. I think um, mm. he's really settled me down and he's mm. really been a gift. And God knew exactly the kind of man I needed. Yeah. So I'm so grateful
0: for that. Mm. Oh, that was great. Um, so, going a bit closer to now, um, is there anything that you have learned in the last year or so that you, you'd like to share with people?
1: Yeah, I mean, gosh, so much. I <laughs> just <laughs> always learning. Mm. you know new things about oh god but i mean i think in the last i think recently um just the reminder that god is bigger than Mm. anything we uh, come into you know that looking at the world i don't know about you but i just get so overwhelmed Mm. with the newsfeed
0: yeah
1: and what's going on in the world just the pain and the suffering and the brokenness And it can feel overwhelming when we look at it. Um, And I think it's just a reminder that God holds this world in his hand. He made this world. He sees every little thing that is going on. Um, And we mustn't lose sight of that. We need to keep our head up and our eyes fixed on him. Mm. And he is the one that brings hope and light into Mm. this world. And we have to remind ourselves, because I think, you know, especially when we're walking with God and he's opening our eyes to a lot of the pain and the suffering, it's quite easy to get bogged down in it. But mm. it's just a reminder that we need to not um, reduce God and he, what mm. he can do, but just remind ourselves that he is big enough, his grace is big enough, yeah. and he's doing amazing things in the spoken world. And he is, he's got a plan for it, and he's going to bring it back to mm. a place of restoration. Um, And we need to be sharing that hope with people, gosh, don't we, when we look at this world. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. Um,
1: So, yeah, I keep being reminded of that.
0: Yeah. And do you have any advice that you'd like to give to younger Christians, perhaps, or maybe younger parents even?
1: Um, Yeah, I think something that's really striking for me is that we are all made so uniquely. Mm. God's given us unique gifts, unique talents, a unique position in this life you know your circumstances where you live the people you're connected to mm. who God brings you into contact with and um, trust him that he's got a plan for you and mm. only you you're unique <laughs> don't compare yourself you know don't think oh you know that person in church is doing this yeah talk mm. to God and figure it out between you and God what it is. And he brings you those opportunities of mm-hmm. how to reach and impact a hurting world. And it's so incredible oh. when you ask him for those opportunities because he really does mm-hmm. open up the doors for you and only you. Yes. And it's such a privilege mm-hmm. and it's so exciting. And there's nothing like it mm-hmm. when you're doing what God's got planned for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's true for every single person that he knows you intimately
0: yeah that's right and I think we get so influenced by the world in looking at ourselves as individuals almost and just seeing how you know we want to yeah I guess we compare ourselves to others and we want to compete with others and be better and fitter and more intelligent or whatever it might be but actually you're right God sees us as individuals and as people who are unique and he values each one of us separately we've definitely with separate gifts and, and different gifts yeah um, yeah that's a great thing to remember isn't it great thank you so much Rosie for sharing your story with us today um, and thank you everyone for listening uh, this is all for uh, today's episode of Sister Stories but join us again next